iTunes presents Meet the Filmmaker at the Apple Store. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Apple Store in Soho. All right. That's what I want to hear. Please welcome our guest moderator, moderator tonight, Bill Carter from the New York Times and Bill Lawrence. Welcome, guys. Well, it's great to have you here. It's good here to see you. I'm tempted to sing with this in my hand, man. <laughs> it's very exciting. I know you've been uh, touring the country and uh, giving everyone an idea that your show is finally coming back on. The show, the show, Cougar, there's a show I do called Cougar Town. It's been off the air for three and a half years. No, it is. <laughs> it is coming. It's coming back Tuesday. Yeah, we're uh, we're trying to do a grassroots thing and, and, and doing a U.S. tour and, and showing the show at bars around the country like idiots. That's why my voice is hoarse. So it's, in, it's an interesting situation because normally people are in the middle of shooting shows now, but you're, you're finished, right? You're uh, we're, we're done with production, and the cast is passionate enough about the, the show. I was going to have some of the cast members come by here and just uh, wander through, but uh, uh, Courtney was on Jimmy Kimmel last night, so she's flying in. If she makes it, she'll show up and, and embarrass me. The two boys are uh, on their way to Philadelphia for a party. The, uh, uh, the rest of the cast is on their way to Boston for a party. All tonight on trains. You're, you're working it. That's We're trying. <laughs> you're working it. So before we get started, it's been a while since you've been on. So it, you, it has you know, <laughs> you might want to tell even the fans of the show sure. where we are in characters. Cougar Town remains the worst titled show in television history. <laughs> okay, bar none. All right. Uh, if Bill asked me later. I'll tell you a horrible story of how it got on TV uh, with that title. Uh, this, uh, this year, we ended last year with Courtney's character, Jules and Grayson, in Hawaii, uh, kind of uh, uh, really getting tighter in their romance. And uh, the burden this year, because we knew we weren't going to be on right away, was trying to do a, uh, uh, an episode of the show that would let new viewers in as well as reward old viewers. So uh, uh, you guys want me just to spit out spoilers or no? Yeah, that's a big spoiler in that first episode. It's a show called Cougar Town, and Courtney's going to get married. So Yeah. Which makes it a very odd title. Yeah, it's even odder. It's though. even yeah, it's, odder. Yeah. yeah, but generally, um, uh, you'll see some familiar faces in here. I only know 25 actors, and they're basically <laughs> so they work in my shows over and over and over. Uh, you'll see a lot of their faces. And if you notice, next Tuesday is the first episode. Next right? Tuesday is the first episode of Valentine's Day. Yes. Right, and I don't know uh, how happy or unhappy or how you feel what do you think about where you are now and that uh you know what uh, the time slot specifically yeah. uh I, i'm always interested i don't think people watch tv that way anymore not time slot not time as much slot. for sure yeah, i mean do you guys all do, wait you know what's interesting to me does anybody here still watch commercials mm, once in a while or two right? yeah see so i make my own tv schedule it's a real interesting dilemma for a tv show to be in which is we don't really have to get new viewers uh, for our show to survive, we have to reclaim the ones you the had people before. that we had yeah. nine mm -hmm. months ago. And if we right. if we return that number, the way TV works, if you're after Modern Family, it's a great launching point because you get a lot of eyes on you. Yes, but, but. if you do not retain that audience, <laughs> yes. you're considered a failure. But here's what's weird: it happened on Scrubs once. Bill was uh, Scrubs was it had like 23 time slots, and and one time. Uh, it was on. I don't think he's kidding, by the way. <laughs> One time it was on after, I believe, Frasier, Will and Grace early on, and it got like a 3-8 or something and was considered a failure because the show ahead of it got like a 4-4. Four, four. And then it, its time slot moved three weeks later. And three weeks later, 
after a show that got a 3-2, we got a 3-8, and the network called up and said, oh my God, it's a huge hit, we're so excited about right. it. <laughs> and I said, does anybody, you guys realize it's the same number, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, it's interesting, when, when you were behind Modern Family, you didn't know Modern Family would be you know, big first, and huge, and you don't know that. But. Yeah, I mean, right now it's a burden. I actually enjoy the show Happy Endings. Uh, they're gonna yeah. get yeah they're they're gonna get jerked around too you know because it's uh, I think they're getting pulled for eight weeks to launch yep. a new show mm -hmm. uh, same same way because even though I think it's catching on and people like it it's it's that's that you know ABC is gonna keep doing that in hopes that some show comes and has all of Modern Family's audience and I just don't think that's the way TV works not not anymore for no. sure but let's talk a little bit about what what's happened here um, first of all I don't know if you've had the experience of being off the air like this. For an extended period of time, but how strange is that? Shooting shows in a vacuum, you don't get any feedback there. It's very, it's very mm -hmm. odd. You know, I've never had this experience. Um, the one thing I like, is, uh, the one thing I don't like, is we, we as a company, actually uh, really consider the audience's point of view. We, we, in the modern landscape of Twitter and social media, we explore the internet for reactions. Some of you on Scrubs, I've talked to you, we've answered phones and stuff, and, uh, and really try to gauge what the audience likes and doesn't like, and we have no idea right now. Right. The upside is when you're not on uh, television, the network stops torturing you, and uh, it, 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 it creates an environment that you feel on some level you're actually doing the shows you would want to do, and right. without a lot of creative interference. So, good and bad. Torture you how? Giving you notes, tell you. Giving you know, I think that. Let's see more of this character and less of that one. You know, I think that uh, the way network television works, you have to empathize. Bill and I have spoken about this before, in that um, they aren't trying to destroy you, although I may actively feel that they are. They they want the show to do better, but I think that uh, more often than not, when people want to add more audience members, you know, their patchwork ideas of hey put this person on or hey do I, I just don't think they work you know right. and uh, and so you end up in creative discussions that you're in an argument against people that you know are trying to help you but you just want them to you know the one of the worst things that hap happened to scripted TV on ABC this week was uh, Last Man Standing put uh, Kim Kardashian on television and I think they gained four tenths of a rating point yeah and so if Bad you don't news, think huh? that, if you don't think that if we were still in production she wouldn't be on our show next week <laughs> Yeah, it's just how TV works. You know? Yeah, well, let's talk about the evolution of this show because I think it's one of the more interesting stories. Uh, when you started the show, I don't know that what your original concept was, but it seems it's to a me bad one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but it seems to me it has changed quite a bit and, and evolved. And why don't you take us through that process? Well, you know what? Uh, 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 I'll do a quick abridged version of a Hollywood story of how this show came to be, which was Courtney Cox. Uh, wanted to do a TV show again, and I didn't think I could because I was doing Scrubs. And uh, we used to joke in the writers' room that if we named a show Cougar Town and said Courtney was going to get divorced and have her 20s and her 40s, that I wouldn't even need to think up the show; we could just sell it. And we made jokes about that for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, a young opportunistic writer named Kevin Beagle said, uh, "Why don't we do that?" And mm -hmm. I said, uh, "Really?" He said, "Yeah." And I went into the president of ABC at the time, and I said. Courtney gets divorced, and she never had her 20s. She got married young, and she, she uh, has him, uh, you know, now, and it's called Cougar Town, and he's, like, sold. <laughs> <There you go>. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I literally, yeah. we went back to a room, and I'm like, what do we do now? You know? Now we and have to actually write this now thing. Now we have to write it, yeah. and what Bill's talking about, which is, is uh, we thought it might be, like, an ab-fab-type campy show of an older woman dating younger guys. 
And I just did not enjoy personally watching Courtney do that for two yeah. reasons. One, I liked the ensemble and I liked her being with him. And two, as a persona, you know, I don't want to see her seeming desperate or looking like that. And I could tell, by the way, uh, it's one, I make a huge mistake on every show. I could tell the audience reacted the same way. You know, it wasn't how they wanted to see right. Courtney Cox. Mm -hmm. And we changed gears fast. You know, how fast? I mean, I remember seeing the first couple of episodes and thinking, this doesn't seem like Bill Lawrence to me. We, we changed fast and furious by the you know by the fifth show it was a completely new show there was an episode we did that was a barbecue that was suddenly a guy with a guitar and people hanging yeah. around the mm -hmm. house and really the ensemble working with each other and we we really gathered all the writers and closed the doors up one day to not write but to say what do you what do we really think this show is about because it could be about an older woman chasing younger guys but that's only going to be about that for like two more weeks before it's <laughs> off television you know yeah. and we decided it was about um adult friendship and uh, how we while away the hours in our 40s. That's what I do, by the way, I sit around and drink wine with my friends. And the, it wasn't me, but one of the young female writers in the show said, I think it's about a group of people that would be horribly, horribly lonely if it were not for each other. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're left with. But it also seems to me to be moving into what I would consider a romantic comedy. Yeah. I mean, you, you found that relationship, clearly. I did. You know what? Uh, you and I have talked about the burdens of TV on some level are that whenever you have an, a single man or a single woman, you're expected to do will they or won't they. And as an adult, I don't think that anybody here would buy Courtney and Josh Hopkins or Krista, my wife, and, and Ian Gomez, for that matter, having an argument, and then their whole relationship's at risk. Like with a, So part of this battle was embracing my own adulthood and realizing if you're going to do a romantic comedy, get them together and then write about what real marriage is and, and uh, what real relationships are. Uh -huh. Okay, so that was decided when? At what point? We decided really early on. We decided about the fifth or sixth thing that we were, uh, episode that we were going to evolve this into a Courtney Cox-led ensemble comedy with romantic comedy elements, and we started those two off right away. So you... We, when we put, we put Josh Hopkins and Courtney, that episode... He was a neighbor. He was yeah, a, they started flirting then, yeah. and we could have been a traditional will-they-or-won't-they show, and we said, let's start right now towards getting them together this year with the plans of not breaking them up. Yeah, and, and a lot of people in the past will always say, well, that complicates a show, makes it more difficult, you know, there's better one is sexual tension as opposed... What did you find? I don't, I don't you know, I don't buy that. I'm a grown-up now, and I, I actually enjoy... Um, I enjoy adult relationships and I, I enjoy the, by the way, anybody that thinks that there's not, there's not sexual tension, drama in marriage is not married, by the way. It's horrifying. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, you know, so to me, to watch an adult couple navigate, um, you know, all those obstacles together, I, I'm looking forward to it because it gives me an opportunity to write about stuff I'm going through, you mm -hmm. know, and uh, I can't, you know, Bill, it's a hard realization when you realize you can't, I, I couldn't write friends anymore. I'm not, I, I'm not a single guy in my 20s yeah. you know, trying to make it anymore. So, Okay, but this is the first show you've done after Scrubs, and it's a, a show that is the same form in one way, yeah. and, and, but, but I think a, a, a different approach. Without a doubt. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, I've been arguing, talking about this a lot. I talked with some students today, and, and they said something as a compliment. They said, you know, that Cougar Town, what they like about it is the Scrubs fans, it seems almost like Scrubs for grown-ups a little bit. Right. Mm -hmm. And on the one hand, I say, is that... Is that you know because I'm in a, a bit of a trap that I write in the same tone all the time? Or now as writers, if you have a tone and, 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 and you have a style, that you should stick with it because you know hopefully people respond to it. You know, mm -hmm. but it's not surreal. No, I uh, lost the uh, the the trippy fantasy. The surreal stuff may or may not have been a product of the way some of us lived in college. And, uh, <laughs> 
uh-huh. you know? And yeah. now, now I'm a guy that is not wearing a thing he picked out for himself. My wife even picked out these jeans with fake paint on them. <laughs> which is just weird. yeah how about the socks uh, mean, well, yeah. we, what we decided as a couple <laughs> is that i'm a conservative guy that wears crazy socks <laughs> <laughs> well, what is it like with your wife uh you know being around working, working, <laughs> working together, with her or? yeah uh krista's slightly meaner in real life than she is on the show <laughs> no, no, she's not. i'm so glad she's not here um the uh no yeah, it's a good question i think even though it's tough because you know you're around each other a lot, I am the only man on earth that gets to tell his wife what to say and what to wear. And I, yeah. I could literally say I don't like that top, which would That's be it. ludicrous. <laughs> but I'll do it once yeah. in a while just to show her what's what now. <laughs> uh, and uh, but it's an opportunity for us. You know, writers and actors are separate enough that we're not on top of each other. And uh, you know, I, I run a real kind of familial ship. Some of the crew members on our show have worked together for 18 years now. Back to Spin City. And just to have an environment that you can, you know, not only us bring our kids in, but they bring their kids in and families are around. I just like it. But it's, it's, it, it, a lot of people will say, you know, with married couples working together, there's always some kind of friction. And in this case, you're basically writing the words that she says all the time. Yeah, yeah. And, and by the way, she says a lot that, of them in real life. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Does she ever say, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that? Or, you know what? The, yeah. It's the opposite because uh, my wife is... She's snarky, you know, like snarky, mean, funny is okay, but what she does is she does it in private with me. She would never, you know, say some of the things her character says in front of other human beings, but when she says it, I put it on the show, and I tell the crew that she actually said that in real life, and then she <laughs> wanders around from person to person saying, I, I, in private, he's a horrible, horrible person. I, I would never say that out loud, you know, so, uh, uh, but I, I, it's a great working relationship. I, 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 I you know, I'm not going to be able to do it forever, but it's a it's a gift. I, you know, I don't know if anybody else has ever gotten to do it. I'm loving it. Well, you know, you mentioned you you have almost a repertory group now that you uh, <laughs> traveling players that you that you're working in, and and obviously this is a, a result of a happy situation in your previous shows, I suppose, right? Yeah, you know what? We have this thing at work called the uh, it's a bad word, but I'm going to say it. For the, it's a it's a no asshole policy, which is. Anybody that's worked in the entertainment industry knows you grind out. It's a great job, and I'm not complaining. I'm the luckiest guy you'll ever meet. But you grind out long hours, and you're with the same people over and over. It's like being at Thanksgiving with your family for eight years. Okay? And, uh, and to be with people that you wouldn't love spending time with otherwise is a giant mistake. And uh, I've reached a place now in my career that I'm, I'm lucky enough to get to continue to work with the people I love and like. And so I just keep cycling them through, you know? Uh, yeah. uh, and uh, hopefully someday the people from Cougar Town will be on a different show. And, and apparently they don't get other jobs because they're all, it's always available. But, exactly. Uh, for people who don't know TV very well, yeah. you are the executive producer mm-hmm. and creator of the co-creator of this show, right? You run the writer's room? I do. I'm the head okay. writer of the show. So, so you're the head writer of the show. And the, so what does that entail for your daily existence? Uh, you know what? The, there's a term thrown around, showrunner. And... Um, it's a fun term because it sounds important. It it's my nickname in high school. It wasn't. The, um, <laughs> slow runner, man. <laughs> sorry, all right. The, uh, uh, the, the, often I'll still hear people say, um, why don't you go do movies to other TV writers? Most showrunners in television, uh, they, get, uh, they pick the cast, they do the editing, they get final cut, they're in charge of the director. If they don't like what the director's doing, they change it. You pick the music. It's the greatest job in entertainment. And then if you go to the movie industry, you get to do none of that. You know? uh, and uh, so part of the showrunner thing is you can only be as good as your staff. 
even though I'm the head writer, I created it with Kevin Beagle. I've empowered the other writers, you know, to, I still take a pass at stuff at the end to try and make it sound tonally the same. But when I'm not in the writer's room, I get to edit the shows. I, uh, my wife's the music supervisor. Um, I get to go down and rehearse, you know, the way we work is every scene, we'll rehearse it first as a group in case they want to try new jokes and then I leave while they shoot it. Um, all it really means is you work up to the level of showrunner is you get further and further away from what it is that you got into the business to do at first, which is right. Right. And that's mm -hmm. the burden is to try and still be a writer. Well, there are people who do this, and I don't know how they do it, but they write. They try to write like every episode of their shows. It's it's it near seems madness. It's, to it me. seems madness. You know, there's two there's two things that bother me about that. One is uh, those are people in my mind that that they're not living life, Bill. You know, they got yeah. you got to still. And, and the other one is uh, every great showrunner. Uh, and I'm not calling myself a great showrunner. Every I'll other, say yeah, you're a great showrunner. I'll take it. All right, so you guys heard Bill, right? All right. So as Bill said, like most great showrunners, <laughs> one of the things, now, uh, uh, most showrunners rewrite the scripts that their staff will write. You could be a guy that then stamps your name on it that you wrote it, yeah. or you could be right. a guy you could uh, the, gracefully the, hand off the, the credit, yeah. which matters to people Which matters financially. to people both financially and yeah. career-wise. Yeah. yeah. But how do you pick writers? Uh, you know what's really interesting is it's changed just in the last few years. Um, uh, for writers, your resume, it, no one cares if you went to college. Uh, uh, your resume is a packet of scripts, spec scripts, sometimes original samples, sometimes pilots, sometimes plays, but very importantly too, at least one or two pieces in the genre of the show I'm doing to see that they can write that. And I used to just read them, you know, find the writers I liked and then meet them personally and see if we got along. The things that's changed, which I, I find kind of exciting, is uh, with um, technology and the ability to edit and do your own pieces, so simple right now, I'm getting more and more DVDs of sketches that people have shot themselves. Really? You know what I mean? Yeah. Of things that they've written yeah. and put, put up so it's not even just the written, and it's fantastic. It's performed. It's performed, yeah. Yeah. you know, and by professionals, yeah. you get to see what they do. And even jokes, I hired a guy on Scrubs. It is a favorite joke that I told, uh, I told someone earlier, it's a true story. Uh, as an actor or actress, you'll occasionally send out your demo reel, and he sent his scripts to me, and it also had a DVD. It said writing sample, and I'm like, all right, I'll put it in, and I put it in, and it was just two minutes of him at his computer, just typing. <laughs> <laughs> and I hired that guy. Did you hire him? I did. His Good. name was Mike Schwartz, and he played, uh, he was uh, Lloyd on Scrubs, too. He was a performer, too, and he played the heavy metal paramedic on Scrubs, yeah. Uh -huh. that, that is cool. Uh, all right, so the show, you finished your 13. Yep. We did 15, um, actually. We got to do 15. You got to do 15, yeah, yeah. okay. Um, and now you've gone on this campaign. Yeah. And you've gone around the country, and you, you held a very interesting session with the press in L.A. that yeah. I attended, rented out a bar, got all the press in the bar, fed everybody drinks, and, and then, and spoke for real, and then complained but. about the network for a couple hours. <laughs> but but, um, but you, this is unusual. Yeah. This is something that you don't usually see, but you must feel like, you have a passion about the show and you feel I do slighted Did I don't you feel, feel slighted? slighted it's business you know what I mean uh, people used to ask me Bill like oh man you must be so uh, upset the way that Scrubs got moved around so many years in the entertainment business if someone had come to me on day one and said uh, this show is going to have 20 different time slots and sometimes be on and sometimes be off but you're going to get to make it for nine years I, I would have signed up immediately so what I said back then is if this show stays on Cougar Town uh, I love ABC, and if it goes right. away, I do feel that it was good enough, you know, that even though I made some mistakes, that they made some mistakes too and, and, and mismanaged it, but I, I'm, I'm certainly hoping that that's not the case. But you weren't afraid of pissing them off. I'm not anymore, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think that 
the, the one thing that you'll never notice is the young man I created the show with, Kevin Beagle, has never been saying that stuff because I won't let him because he could still pay the price professionally. Right. And, uh, you know, much like you in, in, in journalism, I, I've reached a level that I, I, I don't think that they can get me anymore. <laughs> just for, yeah. yeah. So, so, and I also, by the way, not only am I passionate about the show, I believe that the future of TV is this type of grassroots thing. I think, you know. Well, but the, you, you were mentioning to me, it, it's impossible to know how much impact it can have. You can go to... Uh, 50 cities, you yep. may never really find the right key to get more people to watch your you show. Can, well, you'll get more people to watch your show, but you won't get more... The people who are... The people who matter. Nielsen family. The Nielsen family. So you guys yeah. know that it's, uh, Bill and I were talking. There's 115 million TV viewing households in America. Does anybody know the size of the Nielsens that says how, what you guys are all watching? 25,000. Yeah. So, which is, it's, and it's just incorrect. But it's inter It's like a, it's like a presidential poll. It's like a poll. It's it is really it's what a it poll, is. But yeah. the difference is in, you know, I think the Nielsens were more accurate when there's a, you know, presidential poll, four candidates, yeah. plus or minus five right. points. My dad's got 150 channels now. My mom watches stuff on her computer. Yeah. You know I mean, and, and that's the stuff that we're so not. So how do you parse yeah, that yeah, down like that? Yeah. And just so, I, by the way, I'm a sour grapes guy. If my show was a big hit, I'd say the Nielsens were great. But I will. I, I, <laughs> right. I, then, I, then you said this is the greatest system, system that's ever been invented. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing how well it works. <laughs> but uh, I will say two things that struck me because I've really been fascinated by it. One is, according to the Nielsens, and these are both shows I love, uh, Spin City was a, about a five times bigger hit than Scrubs. That's Five not, times. Yeah, but the wow. numbers and the ratings, you know, that's, yeah. that's anecdotally not yeah. what I find when I'm out right. in the world. That's mm -hmm. number one. And then the biggest one was, if you believe the Nielsen's, more people watched Ronald Reagan's inauguration than Obama's, and, uh, and it can significantly more. And it was, it's just so off anecdotally, forget about political affiliation. Yeah. Everybody talked about, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. hearing and watching that. I just, I just think it misses, you know. Yeah, but there's nothing you can do about it. No, there's it. nothing you can do. You, so, but you're, so the Nielsen's you, could do something about it. You know, it's not, you know, it's not that hard to overhaul the system. There's more DVRs they, already. Don't even get me started on Nielsen. Know, they, right? they, they don't even work weekends. I, I mean, they, the shows are on, they don't even work weekends. So what are you up to now, Bill? I'm, uh, uh, I'm doing a new show, um, uh, a, a personal one called Like Father for Fox that I'm making the pilot in a couple weeks. Uh, thank you. Good. Um, <laughs> The uh, and uh, Good to know. Uh, but I can you know I feel like it's the Godfather because the the double-edged sword of working with your wife is you can't get out you know so well there you go so I was gonna say if you if you go to another show well you could still run this one I'm gonna I'm gonna have to see you know the, the it's another single camera show my hopes would be in a great situation that they both be working out of the same little hole in the wall lot and uh, you know I'm not a guy if I haven't said it enough I I, I think I can handle it only because uh, I. Uh, have made a career out of taking credit for other people's hard work, and I—that's uh, I, <laughs> I that's show business, right it there. It is right, and I have very talented uh, people working with me and for me, writers and directors, and and, and uh, uh, you know, Kevin could turn around and, and write Cougar Town by himself tomorrow, and then when well, people tell me it's good, I'd say thank you. So, <laughs> so we're going to give the uh, audience a chance to ask a few questions. I expect more than one question. Yeah, we'll get you going. I expect one clone high question. <laughs> If anybody remembers that. <laughs> oh, God. I didn't think I would be first. Um, uh, so I noticed, I follow your Twitter, and I noticed that you've been talking to Rob Delaney yeah. about being on the show. Um, do you think that you see people out there and either write um, a role based on what you think that they are, or do you 
create a character and think, oh, you know, Rob Delaney would be perfect for this role? Well, you know, Rob Delaney's different. The reason I'm actually going after him is I, I find, this is a stand-up comic on Twitter. He's very funny. If you want to check him out, he's really good. Uh, I find it fascinating what he's done as far as building a career by branding himself on Twitter. And I'm really more interested in how he could possibly turn that into a TV show, you know, than, than writing for him specifically as an actor. I just, I just fascinated by it. But as far as uh, TV writing is so different than film writing that you, you have to let the actors take control of their character. So whether it be a regular or a guest part, uh, if you have someone, you know, you, you have to let them kind of guide the way and so generally yeah I write characters with specific people in mind and if I don't get those people to play them we change to the personality of whoever gets the part Sarah Chalk and Scrubs was written uh, the, the part was written as a very ice queeny kind of bitch mm. and I like Sarah we cast her she was not good at doing that and she talked 9,000 miles an hour <laughs> she blew her hair a lot you know and, uh, <laughs> uh, and was a, a, a klutzy girl and we made it um, uh, part of the show and, and she took control of that character I thought she was amazing you know so we write to the people. Mm -hmm. Okay. In the front row. Here we go. Hey, man, by the way, I love you. You were laughing constantly through that. Yeah. You might have to travel around the country with me. Right. You're welcome. In the old days, you, in three camera days, you could put them in the audience. And by the way, you would kind of, back, back in the Spin City days, you would sit front yeah. and center, my friends. <laughs> um, what I really love about Cougar Town um, are kind of the small little things, and one of those things is the references to community and how that's now started trading back and forth. Can you talk about how that relationship came to be and also if we're going to see any community references in the sure, upcoming look, season? Sure. I'm obsessed. It's one of the reasons I love talking to Bill so much. I always pin him whenever I see him is I'm obsessed with the business of TV. And I think the days of networks being able to promote their own shows uh, you know, by throwing a commercial. This week on Will and Grace, you, know, yeah. you, can't, you can't do it anymore. Uh, and I think cross-promoting and supporting your friends and trying to push people to other pieces of material that, you know, I, I feel like our audience would like community. I feel that their audience would like us. And uh, we Are you friendly with Dan Harmon? Uh, I don't you before? know Dan very well, but uh -huh. the other executive producer, the funniest part, Bill, was uh, I kept getting emails the first year of like, do you hear what they're doing on Cougar Town? I mean, on community about Cougar Town? As if I didn't know. <laughs> and no one checked that the two executive producers, Neil Goldman and Garrett Donovan, worked on Scrubs for nine years. Uh, you know, there and, you go. And, uh, mm -hmm. and we came up with the idea to promote each other's show, always knowing that at the end, Abed would, uh, um, we didn't ask anybody because the networks would probably say no, but always at the end knowing that Abed would be a background character on our show. And uh, I just thought that, that you know, in modern television, Given that little extra content to fans is what hopefully creates loyalty because you know that you're going to get something extra uh, from both shows if you check them. Yeah, this year, I think that Abed is watching Cougar Tanabi to get through our uh, <laughs> to get through our hiatus and uh, uh, seasons of the movie. And you have to watch. Uh, you know, we change our title cards at the beginning of every show. Yeah, uh, you have to watch them for uh, pay close attention for community shoutouts this year. But thanks that for is, noticing. That is cool. Here in the back. Uh, hey, so uh, how's the hangover? What's up? How was your hangover? Oh, it's Bill, I yeah. was on Twitter. I, I, yeah. I, I, the party last night in Connecticut, that's where I grew up, and oh. some high school friends showed up, and it was just bad. <laughs> it's just bad. I, can't, I can handle yeah. two and a half drinks as a, as a guy at my age now. And, uh, I, I just took a 40-minute shower this morning lying down. <laughs> <laughs> it's a true story. <laughs> and uh, I just want to say that I love you and your wife when you go on Howard. It's the best. It is a, so she loves it. Today. It is a nightmare for me, man. Uh, my wife forgets well, she's on the radio yeah. with Howard, and it, it, she just, it just yeah. never works out well. Because mm -hmm. you know yeah. who else has radios is uh, my mom and dad. 
<laughs> serious even? Oh, uh, they do. It's, they a, do. it's unfortunate. Okay. Anyone else? Over here. Uh, I was listening to Mark Maron's podcast yesterday. Oh, cool! And, uh, uh, by the way, that's another future of entertainment. Yeah. How cool is that? Yeah, thing? I think it's I think it's great the way it's taken off, and it's such a it's such an unfiltered medium. You know, he gets the people in there and he has them talk the way they want to talk. He's super funny and yeah. super good at it. It was, it was a great interview too. Well, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I'm, I'm like asking your question. I, I, <laughs> so, Bill. I yeah. Um, I don't know if you knew this, but it was it was your interview that he played yesterday. So. Um, I was aware. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and you had this anecdote about like a hypothetical young writer who tries to pitch his scripts about like some you know dark brooding twenty four year old couple trying to and and then how the network turns that into oh, yeah. a precocious ten year old. Yeah, yeah. And that's just the way of the business. In it the is. Way. So I was wondering. Um, Selling your soul. That's how I would. Yeah. I was wondering because you mentioned that um, on one hand you have to pay the bills. And on the other hand, you have to establish yourself as a successful writer who manages a show. How do you draw the line of selling your soul? Yeah. All right. You, Bill, you want right. to go first on that? <laughs> <laughs> it's, not a, it's really not a problem for me, unfortunately. Um, I, uh, I, was, I don't know if anybody's here, but I was just over at NYU. Any of those kids come? No? I say, what's up? The, uh, uh, and uh, we had this same conversation. And uh, I personally believe you do what you have to to get to do what you want to. And uh, so you go out to Hollywood, and uh, if you have some very personal story you want to tell, protect it, because when you're a young writer, it will not be the story you want to tell. Um, the joke I used to tell is, you know, if you want to know the burden of young writers, you go into the network and you pitch your show about a, you know, a young couple who's uh, uh, dealing with a young marriage, and it's, it's going to be a real representation of that. And when you come out, you're like, it's the same show. I mean, they have a kids now, and one of them has superpowers. But uh, I think I can make it's it work. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's the dilemma you get in. Can I make this work? Because the bad part is, if it fails, guess who? It's not. It's not their fault. You know, it's your fault. So, but the one thing I always drew a line for myself in is uh, get as many jobs as I possibly could, do as much as I possibly could to get to the point where I get to talk to Bill Carter about doing my own ideas. And you know, to me, that w that's that's the rule of the line walk. It's not a bad answer, right? It's I sold my answer. soul a little. Give, give us a quick idea of how you started. The uh, way I started, there's no overnight successes in Hollywood. I drove there the week after I graduated from college. William and Mary, yeah, props, tribe, no way. Wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's very cool. Yeah. The, uh, uh, I uh, 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 was painting houses, and the big myth is that people think if you're going to be a writer that you go out and try to sell a script. You do not. You, uh, I want to see if the NYU kids listened. When you go out to Hollywood, what's the most important thing that you're trying to get? Oh, how dare you. What, what did he say? He said they weren't there at that oh. this. I thought you guys were there. Oh. It's my fault. It's, uh, you're, you're writing for representation, okay? And you, you get out. You, I can't even legally... If I had a great moment with this young lady from William & Mary, if she sent me a script, uh, Warner, do, the company that pays my bills, I'm not allowed to legally look at it, right. okay? Mm -hmm. Because... They're in anywhere from a Anything thousand. Anything you, you come up with in the next 10 years, yeah. she so would say, oh, you got it out of my script. Not you. Not you. Not right. you. The, uh, okay, but every, every one of these yeah. companies is in anywhere from a thousand to 10,000 lawsuits every second. Yeah. You've got to get representation. And so I spent two years painting houses because I could write at night. 
the cool thing about writing is it's not like acting. You know, you, you can at least go, you, you can't say, "Hey, tonight I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go home and act a little." So, <laughs> you know, you at least you could try it. <laughs> it's kind of sad. That'd be sad and weird, right? But uh, writing, you go home and write. And uh, the one thing that still shocks me about writers in LA and and and. Bill might have the same thing in his industry is uh, how many people you run into that you say, uh, what do you do? I'm a writer. Yeah. What have you written? Nothing yet. Not, yeah. a lot of stuff up here. Yeah. How long have <laughs> you been here? About 11 years. <laughs> you know? And so I actually wrote, and after two years, I got an agent. And uh, Based on sending it around to agents? Uh, well, I, I didn't know anybody west of the Mississippi. I, uh, I, hassled, I wrote, wrote and wrote and hassled people over and over and finally found a contact, a gentleman named Howard West. Oh, my. Well, that's a pretty good contact. I lucked out. He was... Uh, I didn't know Jerry who he Seinfeld, was at the time, so. but he was Jerry Seinfeld's manager, manager, but he was the executive producer of Seinfeld as a manager, and I, I found him through a family friend back in Connecticut, and I said, uh, if you do me the favor of reading one script, I'll never bother you again, and he read it, and he said, I think this is uh, not good, and uh, <laughs> it's true, and I and said, you never I, bothered him again. I said, I another script, I said, if you read yeah. one more, yeah. <laughs> I promise you, and yeah. the way Hollywood works, I was, he signed me as a client on a Friday, and Monday I started work as a staff writer on the sitcom Billy, Billy Seriously? Connolly. Yeah. He, got, he got a job that fast. Yeah, you know, because he had been in the business so long, he hooked me. You know it, Bill. I mean, that's we, impressive. We, we hear so many stories about Hollywood bad guys. Most people got started at least in part because of the benevolence of someone yeah, else. Some, there are good guys, for yeah. sure. So do we have another question out here? Here we go. Front row. Hi. How you um, doing? Well, the writing on Cougar Town is just like so different from like typical like sitcoms or other comedies. And I've just always been wondering like what the writer's room is like. What the writer's room is like? Yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a, a, a cool quote. By the way, first of all, thank you. I'm not good at accepting compliments, but I'm going to start here. That was very sweet of you. Thank you very much. The, uh, um, and uh, it's not a big writer's room. I do all the writing. I don't. So the, the, uh, uh, the one thing that we're trying to do on this show that uh, I started, the cool thing about Scrubs was it was the first time that I was writing a comedy based on real stories. Every medical story in Scrubs, my best friend from college went to William & Mary. His name's JD. He's a cardiologist in L.A., Every medical story was at least true, and we sat down with doctors and exaggerated them for comedy. But it was the first time that I was writing based on real stories, and I really liked that. So our writer's room, we sit around a table with 12 people, and all these stories are derivative from people's uh, married life and single life. And uh, we sit and talk every morning about stuff that's going on uh, with us, and that, uh, that always becomes an episode. The one thing that seems a little one flew over the cuckoo's nest crazy, is that in our writer's room, if anybody, the walls are like this, if anybody says anything funny, you know, we write it on the wall in magic marker, and the whole walls are covered with lines and jokes, and it's, so when you're writing a script, you can just wander around the wall <laughs> and get some extra jokes in, but it looks like the demented ramblings of crazy people. <laughs> and then every year we paint over it again and start over, but that's how it works. It's the most fun job. You have my permission, if you ever hear a TV writer complaining about their lot in life, uh, you can slap them in the face and say, Bill told me to do this. <laughs> it is the most fun gig. Well, I want to compliment you, too, because I think one of the things you do that I think is great is the way you've used music. Oh, and, you. and uh, you know, the, episodes of, the episode of Scrubs where you did that was a musical. It was just fantastic television. Oh, thank you. Really fantastic television. Thank you. I don't know if anybody saw that. But I assume that lurking in, in the comedy writer is like, a uh, composer or something. I, uh, I, will, I could sing Les Mis in French right now on a dare. I, I, will, I hide passionately my love for musical theater because my wife mocks me for it endlessly. But um, 
Look, one of the cool things, one of the things that was really fun to try on that show was, uh, and it's so nice of you to say, Bill, but we, we thought that only feature films up to that time, not half hour comedies, had really used music as a dramatic tool. And we were always worried about switching gears from comedy to drama, and there's no better thing to help you shift tones than music. Right. And they were really resistant to it at first, because you know, we would find, what are you doing here? You know, the third episode had three people die, and there's this great John Cale song called Hallelujah, and right. it was playing, it was playing for like the last three minutes. Mm-hmm. And uh, the president of the network at the time was like, what the hell is this? I'm like, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be fine. But uh, 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 <laughs> he, and I are, he and I are really close, where you aren't. Um, <laughs> Which president was this, Bill? That was, uh, that was Jeff Zucker. Okay. Yeah, he didn't, he, he, didn't, didn't, he didn't go for that idea. He huh? didn't dig it. <laughs> But uh, he, I, he, I loved love so, he loved original ideas. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but I, I love uh, using music in TV, and uh, um, uh, we're still trying to do it in Cougar Town. But then you get in this. Well, you have that song in, in the beginning. Well, yeah. I love doing it, man. Yeah, you so, know, you know. It, but there's no much, no more fun thing to do as a bunch of comedy writers and sit around and write that song. And yeah. by the way, Josh Hopkins helps. He comes in. I, I believe in anybody, crew, uh, grip, director, editor, anybody can pitch ideas as long as they aren't thin-skinned and they're okay if you say I don't like it. Josh Hopkins is the one that decided the first year he came in with his guitar and he said, I'm kind of a stiff character. I think I should probably sing songs and stuff. And I said, all right, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And he, he helps us write them. He writes all the music and, and writes a lot of the lyrics as well. Mm-hmm. So We have time for two more questions. How about it? What do you got? Something Other good. People? Capricorn, one more. Right. <laughs> no one asked my sign. There we go. We have a question. Hey, how's it going? Hey, how you doing? Um, first of all, I just want to By say... By the way, I just have to wave because I just threw the lights to see somebody I know. Hey, you doing, man? Good to see you, dude. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> um, first of all, I just wanted to say that uh, I thought it was really cool. I read a while back that um, somebody wrote a, like a really kind of awful review about Zach Braff's play, and then you wrote <laughs> a reply to that, really just put him in his place, you know, you tore him down. I wrote a review of his review, yeah. Yeah, I, that was brilliant. I was cracking uh, look, up. I love, I, I, my, some of my shows, have, uh, critics have been really nice to me. Sometimes they've crushed me. I have no problem at all with um, uh, critics uh, liking or disliking a piece of work. I savage this dude because uh, uh, part of the uh, modern culture is just to out-snark each other and just mean comedy. And he spent 75% of a review of Zach's play, which is right now on the West End in, in London, uh, talking about how much he hated Garden State, you know, and re-reviewing Garden State six years later. And he's a pretentious tool bag, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so to me, I, I just had my fill a little bit of the hater culture, you know. Um, I don't do it. You know, I, I, I'm a TV fan. I would bet as much, if not more, than any of you guys. I watch TV constantly. I still love it. Um, you will never find me on a board, even with a show that's letting me down. Dexter. The, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I love, no, by the way, I love good Dexter. For, I love good for De- a while. Good yes. for a while. Love yeah. Dexter. Love it. And, uh, but I, to spend the time to go and say mean things in hopes of what? That somebody that's putting their, their nights and their passion into that is going to read it? It's just horrible, man. It's the worst part of the internet. Yeah. You know, the, uh, uh, the snark we were, is the worst. Yeah, yeah. We, we, wrote a, we wrote a joke once on uh, um, uh, Scrubs that was, I think it's, if they, if, they, uh, was if they removed porn from the internet, there'd only be one website left, and it'd be called Bring Back the Porn. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and now, I feel, yeah. it's now shifted. I feel it's the exact same thing about just the hater culture on there, so... All right, well, I'm going to ask one last question. Hit it. So 
what would you like to call Cougar Town now? <laughs> what would I like to call? That's yeah. a good question, man. You know, um, we renamed the show. This is what a lot of people don't know. We had it renamed and rebranded the second year. It was going to be called the Sunshine State. It's Florida. It's Courtney's disposition. Right. And then ABC went and picked up a show called Mr. Sunshine. Sunshine. You know, it was going to be on the same. It killed me. Yeah. You know, and then we, you know, we we changed back. This year we were going to change the title to the Drinking Age. Right. Not bad, mm -hmm. right? And we ran into the burden of, uh, they said yes, and the one thing that we couldn't overcome is our show gains almost a full ratings point in DVRs, and uh, yep. if mm -hmm. we change the title... It would mess up the whole... Every season pass immediately yep. goes away, and there's nothing that they could do about it. They mm -hmm. said, they, you know, we, we kept talking to the company in the hiatus, is there any possible way that it would just translate over, and they said it's gone. Yeah. So you got to live with it and with have it. a little fun with it. I'm going to go down with a, it's like a badge of honor, man. We're going to go down in flames. <laughs> All right. Well, that's great. I want to thank uh, Bill for uh, sure. being here today. And uh, show. I want to say two quick things. One is, you don't know how cool it is. I don't know, those of you that know Bill Carter, he's one of the best writers about entertainment in the business. For me to get to do this thank with him is incredibly, incredibly cool. Um, and the second, the second one is a standing offer. If you find a Nielsen family, there's a thousand bucks in it for you. <laughs> I've never met one, but that's it. Oh, I you, know one. Do you, you know really? one? There yeah. you go. Thousand my, bucks. Uh, <laughs> uh, my, like my best friend back at school, yeah, they, got, uh, they got a letter they got a, for it. They got a diary or a... Uh, no, like a letter and they got like, they sent them like a dollar. Yeah. They were like, oh, you're a Nielsen family now. And I was like, what? Like, I want this. Like, can't I be? Because they don't ever well, watch TV. And do they have the box? Race. No. Yeah. Can we drive they, to their they, house tonight? They, they get the they box. They live in Illinois. And, yeah. They, and all they, the they, wires and everything? They oh. got all that? Yeah, they live in Illinois. Illinois. You, <laughs> are, you, here's what's going to happen. You and I are going to tweet later tonight. Okay. Do you do Twitter? Yeah. Okay. It's VDoozer on Twitter. Yep. And we're just going to talk casually about how we could maybe make them watch Cougar Town on Tuesday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good end. Good end. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Bill Carter, Bill Lawrence. Thank you, gentlemen.